0: You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. We're doing a special bonus show this Wednesday. We're recording right after the three o'clock games have just finished. Joined by Wilson, as always, thanks for coming on.
0: Wednesday.
1: Thanks for having us again. No worries, Shankers is here as well, Simon? Happy to be here as always. Brilliant. We're joined again by Aaron Connolly from the Cynic Podcast. How we doing, mate? You all right?
2: Good, mate. Thanks for having me back.
1: Pleasure. We'll get into the results straight away. Celtic 1-3-0 against D United. Sorrow tumbling Edward with the goals. Rangers keep get their one and one going A 2 one with rufin and getting the goals. And we sent. We made sure we, could, we had Wilson watch the St. johnson Hamilton game. That. <laughs> St. johnson now, Hamilton now. Were, were you surprised at that result, Wilson?
0: Absolutely, two worst teams in British football. <laughs> <laughs> the SPL should be looking to relegate both those teams just now to save any other games. Like that. Right,
1: is that the is, is that the relegation battle then? Is that the, the... Uh, well,
0: as I said, I, I, as for me to be honest. As I say again, and I've said it umpteen times. I look at St Johnson's squad, and I think they've actually got some decent players. But the, the more and more guys come to the end of their careers, you know, good players like Bryson and Conway, and I think Well Hallard and still Suspany, a good player as well. But
3: no, he come on today.
0: If you come on, daddy, he? It's, it's, it's no, I know that tells you how interested I was watching it. To be honest, <laughs> did you not
3: watch it to the end of the game? No,
0: <laughs> one uh, of the exact I, minute did you turn that no, on I'd, I'd <laughs> the walls in the living room so I was watching the paint <laughs> <laughs> out in the park and throw-ins um, so if SPL are watching this just relegate both those teams just now please
1: Brilliant but well uh, Livingston, Aberdeenston called off I'm recording before the Hibs Ross County model comarnock games have, have taken place it'll probably go out after that so we'll know we'll obviously no get to them Aaron Celtic 1-3-0 we impressed with how they played? Obviously,
2: Sorrow, Tumble, Edward got the goals, but how how good were well they? Uh, good first half. A decent first half. Created a lot more chances than we have done uh, previously this season. Two really good goals from Sorrow and Tumble, and a great finish for Edward. Still cracks there. Probably should have given away a penalty, in fairness. I think Beaton comes across McNulty. I think it's a penalty. Um, for the United, two or three other chances on the break, just with one ball over the top. So still definitely cracks there for Celtic. I'm not going to sit here and paint a picture that's all rosy, but much, much better than where we were, you know, six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, Julian picked up a bad injury as well with Disney.
1: It didn't look good for what I saw of it. So, how
2: big uh, a miss will he be on Saturday? Big guy, Big man was running in treacle, I think, trying to get back, man. Okay. Honestly, so slow getting back in, and then he does really well to clear it. Brave of him, to be fair, because I think he knows he's going to collide with the post, probably. Uh, doesn't he look too clever. I think he will be a big miss. Um. Not, not because of how good he has been or anything like that, but just because who we need to bring in. Now you're looking at probably Beaton or Duffy playing centre-half, and I don't feel overly comfortable with either of them going to Ibrox.
1: Hey, okay, we'll move on to the Rangers game. We'll preview the Old Firm game later on. But, I Shankers, well, eh, Rangers get another 2-0 win, a really good result. What was it the best performance, I didn't think? But Ruf and Morelos with the goals, Morelos come back in at the team and got a goal. What was your kind of takeaways for the game? As, as you said, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't free-flowing
3: free, free, free flowing football that uh, Rangers are used to, easy for me to say. But uh, they got the win, and at the end of the day, that's all they're kind of looking for. Three point, uh, nine points out of those three games before the old firm. Uh, that's all i will be looking for. Uh, Morello's got minutes under his belt, looks as if he's going to be playing on Saturday. Uh, just, just kind of... Good to get that one kind of ticked off as, as they say, and and they'll be all ice, all eyes for Saturday now. Mm-hmm. Wilson, what was your
1: kind of takeaways for the two results? I
0: think they're just I think they're doing what they need to do, especially, you know, uh, Rangers, they just need to keep winning. You know what folks here performances have that. I d I don't think Gerard or any of the Rangers players or fans will care if performances have that they've won the game. Um as I said, they've definitely got momentum. Um, as I say, we'll touch on obviously the preview for um, Saturday. But Celtic appear to be doing well as well, just you know grinding out results, beating what's in front of you. And um, it all comes to a head on Saturday. Um, but as I say, I was quite surprised that both teams had won all their games up until this um, this game next week, or at the end of this week.
1: Yeah, let's get into Saturday. Let's just preview the old form. Well, Celtic go to Ibrox and. Aaron,
2: is it fair to say that this is, obviously we know it's one or bust for Celtic, but what happens if, if Celtic don't win? Uh, I think the phrase is Timplosion, isn't it? Um, <laughs> if Celtic don't win, it's over. It's 100% over. I, there's, a, there's a line of thinking in the Celtic support I know that just don't lose the game. For me, that's not enough. That doesn't disrupt Rangers' rhythm enough, doesn't disrupt Rangers' momentum enough to just go there and draw. I can understand that line of thinking, and I'm not asking Celtic to go gung ho to win the game. But I think realistically, we need to win. Otherwise, we're looking at five months of the season, or just a title procession for Rangers, and I don't think any Celtic fan wants to live through that. And the,
1: obviously, today was a, kind of, I and I spoke to a couple of Celtic fans just there before we come on, and I asked them. I said, "You think that's the team that will line up?" And they all said, "Us." The main question I had with them was, "Was do, do you play Sorrell instead of Brown?" I watched that today and I thought, I, I don't know how you can't play Soro because I think he's just been a, a revelation since he's
2: come into the team. Uh, he has been. I've been saying it for weeks, you know. I sort of jokingly started championing him on Twitter when he had a good six minutes against Milan. But after that, when he did come in against Leo, and every week since, he's just got, you know, he's just changed the dynamic of the team. He's not, he's no a fantastic football player. Well, I'm not going to kid on, he's one of the best midfielders in the country or anything like that. But what he does is he changes the dynamic for us. He's got legs in there. He covers the, the ground really well, something that we've missed. You know, Brown hasn't done that this season. And he passes the ball forward a lot better than what we've done. So we get up the park quicker. We get the ball into Edward and Griffiths quicker than we previously were. So he's just changed that dynamic a wee bit and he gives that extra bit of cover to us. I don't think there's any coincidence we've, start, we've started conceding less goals since he came into the team. I think he plays a massive part in that. He's got to play for me. I understand, you know, Brown is probably a legend at Celtic. He's, you know been there 12, 13 years, hundreds upon hundreds of appearances. Some really great performances in his time at Ibrooks and things like that, but he's just been miles off for all season. Uh, I think he did half-decent 45 minutes against Hearts, and people might point to that and say, well, he's still got it in the locker, but it's got to be sorrow for me.
1: Walsham, well, would you, can I about how Celtic will line up?
0: <clears throat> well, I think, obviously, if the injury to Julian's as bad as we're, it looks and um, you know, but it might mean a wee a wee bit of a reshuffle in terms of personnel. Um I I, I generally don't think for a minute, I think Sorrow played today because Brown's playing on Saturday. To be honest, I, I, I cannot see Neil Lennon going to Ibrox without playing Scott Brown. Now a hundred percent agree with Aaron from what I've seen. You know, Sorrow looks he looks good. Um and I could understand possibly Neil Lennon's thinking if there was a capacity crowd. Inside Ibrox, but with no crowd, it will, it will be for both sets of players. Obviously, very different. So, I, I, therefore, they, yeah, I would probably throw sorrow in, but I just can't see it for one minute that Scott Brown doesn't captain Celtic on Saturday. Shankles for a Rangers perspective. What do Rangers need to do? Just keep
1: just keep playing the way they're
3: playing. They've. The way they played at the start, and it's not even the start of the season. The way that they've been set up for a few for the last few seasons, like they, they, it's as if that's it. It's just coming, like coming into play now, and it's just kind of clicked. The way they're, they're just well drilled. When when somebody goes out of position, somebody falls in. I seen it. I seen it in a few occasions a day when when uh, Aribo ended up out wide and and it breaks down, and then roofs uh, coming back in, tucking in. they just kind of as if they know their job. They're well organised, well drilled and and it's difficult going away to places like St Murnen and that. The pitch isn't as big you don't get to open it up. I've seen something different today for Rangers St Mon actually. They were kind of letting St Mon. I don't know if it was a tactic or whatever they let St Mon have, have a wee bit of the ball at times yeah. and I don't know if they've done that because they went there and tried to control the game the other week there and it didn't work so I don't know if they've let them have it and then tried to they, took, they got, Rangers got two goals on the break I don't know if that was a tactic just for that game or whatever but I think the, the, on Saturday they'll be looking to try and get get a, a foothold get the board down try and control it uh, if they'll be looking they got a they got an early goal the last time and then almost controlled the, the game at Parkhead I don't think uh, that'll happen in the Saturday I think Celtic will I'll kind of try and commit the traps flying if they play the way if they play the set up the team with the two strikers well they'll be they'll be looking to, to kind of go for it but I kind of see Celtic going and playing the the tight midfield to diamond. I just, I just don't see how that suits that type of game with the way Rangers renders throwbacks and that, uh, kind of bomb, bomb up in the pitch. I just kind of see how that would work, leaving them that space to go forward. But a team, like a Celtic going into an old firm, surely you play the, roughly play the kind of, the team and uh, the the style of play, the formation that you're you're gonna play on Saturday. So he's played that the last two games so so I don't see why you would just then go and change it. Because if he changes it and it does not work then it all falls back and yeah. then why did you know go with that team thing? So it's a tough one. I am I, I know I can I'm basically you can I'm roughly guide no rangers as eleven, but it's the way Elliano Duffy Brown on the bench today, I, I think they three will come back in. Duffy probably because of the injury, but I think Brown and El O'Shea will come in for, for uh, probably Sorrow and
1: Griffith. And do you kind of think, like, obviously like, uh, Wilson and Aaron can, can kind of jump in and, and basically say that, but do you have worries about Celtic playing the diamond?
0: Yes and no. I actually wonder if if he'll play, I mean, I think it'll be Brown, McGregor and Turnbull will be the three, I would imagine, um, to pick up Say, say it's Kamara, Davis and Aribo. I think that would probably be Rangers Jack and Arfield definitely out. Yeah, well, it looks
1: yeah. like it. Yeah. Arfield's not a yeah. good
0: yeah. but How I think it is, they, To accommodate, you know, Griffiths and Edward. I mean, I don't know if he answered it better than me. Would, would they give somebody like Ryan Christie a, a complete free roll? You know?
2: I would think Tumble would get that over Christie. I think Christie's more industrious than Tumble is in terms of going back the way. So, I think if it's going to be anyone, Tumble will get that free roll. But then there's also You need to consider, you know, Griffiths, as great as he is, he's not great defensively. You know, he doesn't cut off passing lanes. He doesn't really press well from the front. He does a lot of running and he does a lot of work, but, you know, a lot of it is uh, just chasing the ball for chasing the ball's sake. So, there's uh, there's so many considerations with the, the diamond. I think if he goes diamond, then it shows that Neil Lennon is going win or bust on Saturday. I think if he's a bit more conservative, then he's sort of seen it as, look, we go and try and get a result. But... You know, if we draw, he'll be comfortable with a draw at that point. If he goes the diamond, which I, looking at today and looking at the last three games, I think he probably will now, then I think it shows that he knows Celtic need to go and win. Obviously, it opens us up. It does. We you know we give up the wide areas and stuff. But there's a school of thought, you know, Celtic going Nick and Ellie go and put Rangers under pressure, then you never know as well. I think we said that the shankel Shanker said, that, you know, form can go out the window in games like this. Um, it's all about who starts well. We've seen it last year at Ibrooks. You know, Edward done that can now-famous kick it, ball into a corner, just squeezed Rangers in. And then Celtic, you know, didn't dominate the game, but were fairly comfortable the rest of the game, got two goals on the counter. So it'll be really interesting, and it will be interesting because we probably know what Rangers are going to do. As Shankers as I said, we know roughly how, we know exactly how they play. We know roughly how they line up now, especially with Jack and Arfield being out. Uh, so it, it's interesting now to see how Celtic try and combat that because the last three games, you know, we've been miles off it. Even when we won the League Cup, we were terrible, so... It'll be interesting to see if the diamond is the way that he thinks is going to counter it now, because obviously previously he thought it was going to be three, five, two, and that didn't work.
1: So Shankers as well, like obviously Morelos can back into the team today can kind of replace Kent. Do we think Ken Kent's going to come back in and Morelos will join yeah. him? Who who can kind I of drops out? Do you think there do you think Hadji maybe drops out? I think I think Hadji doesn't play.
3: Uh and it's Ruth, Morelos and Kent. I th- I think that's a team, but he took Hadji off with uh, maybe 15-20 to go, so then that says to me he's taking them off to keep them for the weekend. So, I don't know. He brought Kent on for a bit, so he's getting them a few minutes before uh, before the weekend. I, I really, I think the team picks, it's everything apart from Kent or Kent and uh, Hardview. I don't know what
2: one.
3: What, what one what be play. I don't know if gerard has got the the balls to, to drop in and a game like that because he knows what he can do if you know what I mean he's no yeah. different up down now but he knows that he's one of the players that on his day he can win your game so I don't know that's the that's probably the the only one for me whether the hardy plays on though
2: will it be Hellander over Balligan again
3: yeah thank you, aye aye looks like I it. think so which if it, if they play a two it kind of worries me with the with the pace of the strikers and be, behind him do they target him or what? I don't know. I think Celtic could go with the team that they played in the cup final. See the the with the, with Christie off the and El off the left mm-hmm. with um and Brown back in the team Brown Turnbull
1: McGregor and then I think that could be the that could be the team. Right, I'm just going to ask you before we we move on. Obviously, the the big thing is where's where's the game going to be won and lost. Do you think I'll start with Wilson.
0: Eh uh... I think it's a very tough one. I think the game will be won and lost by Bobby Madden's decision-making. Um, I, I, I feel, you know, and I've put a wee bit of, you know, I've said a few Wait, things about it. <laughs> past, coming into old firm games, but I think both, I think we'll all agree that it has been a while since an old firm game has been decided by a referee in a, in a crucial decision. I don't think there's been any absolute shockers in uh, in, the, in the recent past, that's uh, led to it. I mean, I know Douglas Ross was very keen in sending Samanovic off um, from the minute the pass was played. Uh, <laughs> red card. The teams weren't even out the tunnel.
3: I forgot uh, he got sent off that game when I watched it back. One of the this uh, guy. Well, like come it. on,
0: come on, Mark! It was a Rangers home game at Ibrox, so of course it was an opposition player sent off. <laughs> why, why would he? Want me? So I. I Again, I, I, I'm coming down to um, a, 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 ref, a referee in shambles, I'm going to call it, uh, <laughs> on Sunday, that hands Rangers a victory. I, no, as I say, my only... And I'm going to go back touch on this before I give my score prediction. I, I think the only negative possibly for Rangers is he really only seems to rotate one of the strikers and one of the centre-backs. The Rangers look tired. Now I know momentum and adrenaline get you through an old form game, you know. But I I wonder playing the same team all the time because the game the games just seem to be coming thick and fast. Yeah, and I I just wonder, you know, as as Tavernier drew a bad game, you know, can Stephen Davis play three games in a week? Golson seems to play every minute of every game. Well,
1: that was my thinking tonight. Like I, I thought, to a two takeaways. I thought he took Tavernier off after eight, eight minutes. I didn't look. Why not take him off twenty minutes before that and give him a proper. Uh, twenty minutes in yeah. Davis, you do you do always have that worry with Davis. I imagine Aaron will have with Brown. Is it too much for a player of that that age to play three games a week? That... I mean, it, sh- it,
0: sh- it shouldn't be. You know, these guys are paid to be fat, etc., etc. Yeah. It, sh- it shouldn't be. And I saw Mark on Twitter last week saying to somebody, "You know, we used to play Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Thursday. You know, the end of the season for Talbot, and that's yeah. that's that's very true." So. As I as I say that that's the only negative I can see at the moment in the Rangers team I, and I've said before I said last week when Aaron was on as well if Rangers win this game Scottish football season's over. There is, do you there
3: is... do, Can you remember so much at stake and I and I know from so early on in the season because it's like what is it halfway point almost or just over it maybe yeah it's, it's,
1: that's a good point I spoke, not, I spoke to my dad this morning and he said
2: yeah, "I there's so him, much so aye. much
3: at stake for this game for, for this time of the season it's, it's not as if it's the, the last old firm in the split or something like that where then they've got three games to go and it's all tight like it is. There's a lot at stake for the, for the stadium. I, mean, I, I don't think there
0: is. I, I think Rangers can afford to lose and they'll still cruise the league. I've no... Well, my my, dad, my because, dad made a
1: point uh, this morning. My dad made a point this morning when was, this is the first time in 10 years that Rangers have had a chance to fully you know, kill Celtic off in a way then like, fully put Celtic to... Get, like Celtic have now not been in this position for 10 years where they're, they're going to a place knowing if they don't win then their dream's over. Like It's... Not officially, but it's not far away. So, my, like that, I think there is that side to it. But my pro, my point with the whole thing is do you, see if Shanker, see if you're a, see Rangers, do you take a draw? Oh, bite of honor.
3: Rangers would never go into a game at Ibrox in this magnitude. You can't play for a draw because it's just a negative mindset straight away but it suits Rangers far better than Celtic because it, then they've, they've not gained any points on us or anything like that, if you know what I mean. But I don't I don't think Celtic can go... I, they, they don't want to get beat first and foremost, but a draw doesn't do them any more favours than, 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 than Rangers, so they do need to win. But I, I can't think of it, a draw. None of the teams will have that mentality because they type of nah. The teams they are. You know what I mean as I say, there is so much at stake that both teams almost they don't Celtic need to win more than Rangers, but both teams kind of need to win for their own reasons, if you know what I
0: mean. And as I say, that's that, that's my biggest worry is such, you know, from a neutrals perspective, if Rangers <coughs> there's just a damp squib on Scottish football. Whoever's Rangers have won the league, you know, that's that's it. Nobody really cares now. I don't think about top six. I don't think about 11th or 12th. Um, and all attention turns to a relegation battle. You know, um, I do think though. I do think if Rangers win, I think there'll be changes at Celtic. I think they'll let the manager go, and get and get in to see how it goes for the next uh, few months. I, think I, like I, I, I don't think the manager out there capable of being able to bring it back. No. you know because would that go to 19 points if Rangers won yeah
1: 19 with 3 games in hand in
0: effect, yeah. if Celtic managed to claw back the games in hand it would be 10 points yeah I mean I think 16 points is too much or 7 points too much to be honest but it's with the way Rangers are playing it's not to say Celtic can I just think the Rangers is a, a juggernaut at the moment and they may hit a sticky patch but a sticky patch could be you know drawn at Easter Road, and drawn at Aberdeen. I can't see any other team in the SPL beating them. Yeah, but
1: January. If Rangers win, it'll be an interesting January because it's, I think somebody said to me they go to Hibs, go to Aberdeen, and go to Mullow in the space of a that month. That's a massive three games for Rangers. That's so that's what I'm
0: saying. If, if Celtic win, you know, think it think becomes of the a different uh, interest, The more interest of you know how many folk watchers game, for example, if Rangers win and it's live on whatever channel that eh, uh, I'm going to be no, The league's over. What's,
1: what's the point? But do you really believe the league's over though, know, after Rangers, it's, after it's, after it's, Rangers it's, that last two seasons? After no, rain, the, no with the have come no back no after the fixtures.
3: See with the fixtures that the Rangers have after the old though As I say, the old firm will take care of itself. I win or lose. But they three, they, they three fixtures, especially Hibs, been Murdo away, then massive. Because it'll be in Rangers' heads at this time of the year. This time in the last couple of seasons it's totally went can fair shape. So it'll be in their head where, whether win, lose, or draw, like they they still need to win those three games regardless. Celtic beat Rangers on Saturday they the clock. But but it does it totally changes. They need to go into the games knowing I. they need to win them anyway, but it just it's in their heads because the last couple of years. So it's mm-hmm. definitely from my point of view, it's definitely no over.
0: I'm quite sure with the pressure, Derek McInnes will look after his former employer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: do
0: you
1: worry about that? <laughs> 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 Aaron, how important is Odson Edward on Saturday? Well, obviously, he's, he's come back into a better form the past couple of, couple of games. He's, he's the definition of a big name player. How important is he going to be on Saturday?
2: He's absolutely massive. We've seen before, Rangers don't deal with him particularly well. Now, you've seen it in the League Cup final, he was less than half fit, but as soon as he came on, Goldson panics and makes a stupid foul on him. We've seen him score goals in games. Obviously, he wasn't in October, so he's no played. So he's huge for us, and he would have been huge if he wasn't in great form because he's always got that bit where you think he can turn up in a big day. But the day when gone, scored a brilliant goal today, probably should another two or three, but he's getting into positions now. He's getting chances. He's not finishing as well as we would expect from Edward. But he's massive. We talk about psychology and stuff in football. He's a Rangers centre-half. You look at Celtic team, and you see Odds and Edward scored three or four games in the bounce now, and he's coming into it in a bit of form. Changes it, it changes your mindset of how you're going to the game. Conor Goldson will be thinking, I don't want to play against him today. Like it, no. he, so he, because he's given a tour of time before. So he's huge for us. And it's nice that he, he's got a bit of form. Today's the first time he's scored an open play in the league since the first day of the season, which is... Aye, I has, I've seen that. Well, he's I heard that last week. That's mental. But when you look at the chances he missed last week and he missed a couple of days, and then see the way he goes and lobs ago goal for the finish, it just shows his quality. So he's huge for us uh, on Saturday. Uh, and I think, as I, I said, you know, we've seen it before. I, Rangers will, it will change the, the Rangers centre half. Parents' stops in the game, knowing that he's coming into it in a better form. But
1: mm-hmm. right, let's go. Let's let's make a predictions. I'll start with start with
3: Shankles.
2: True. I'll
3: go. I no, I'll go to the neutral last. Be... <laughs> I think it will be a two-one home win. Aaron.
1: Uh, two one away one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I think that's could be, I think that's going be a massive game for Rangers. I think Rangers will, will stake a claim here. I'm gonna go three one Rangers. Wilson well, closes out.
0: No Rangers. Two penalties <laughs> and two red cards for Celtic. <laughs> We'll
1: adding... other goals. <laughs> 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 i mean other It's an exciting game, and we'll be we'll be back on Sunday to talk about it and review the game. We'll go on. We'll move on to Aaron. I w- thanks very much for joining us. The past couple episodes, we've been really enjoyed. I just want to ask you a couple of things as well. Like, obviously, you've been on the, Cynic pod, the Celtic podcast for a few months. But how good's that been for you? And what are you kind of on
2: there? Uh, I love it, mate. Obviously, you know, I love football. Love talking about it, love watching it. Um, what the boys and girls do at the Cynic is incredible, you know. I'm all for fan media. We all moan about the mainstream media and their yeah. bias coverage and all that. So I, I love listening to fan media. I'm sure you boys are the same. You know, it's, it's much more interesting to me. Um, so I'd been listening to the Cynic for a long time. So I started engaging with them, but I'd done a bit of writing for them a couple of years ago. Uh, so to get the opportunity to go on and talk about Cell to me and talk about any football is it, a privilege, but... To go on and talk about Celtics a real privilege. Now, Cynic's a bit of a different level to most fan media in that, you know, you're getting two or three podcasts, getting a podcast or two every single day, you know, the, the guy who runs it and his wife are both full-time now, uh, doing it, so the, the content they're putting out is, you know, is unrivaled really in, in the Celtic fan media space, in my, in my opinion anyway, which is probably slightly biased, but doing things like tactical analysis and stuff like that, things that I would never have thought I was going to do, you know, sitting watching players at all hours of the night, trying to figure out if they're good. You know, when Celtic are linked by a player, the guys will ask us, go have a look at them, come up with scouting reports. It's all really formal. It's all really interesting. As I say, it gives me the opportunity to talk about football, which I love doing. Um, so I it's great. It, I think, you know, we get loads of people listening, loads of people connecting to me, me on Twitter wanting to speak to me. Anytime I tweet about Celtic, people replying want to speak to me. So it's nice that that you have that opportunity, it takes up a lot of my time, but I, I love doing it, like the other night I was sitting, watching four Rangers games in the Bounds, because we're recording tonight, just about how Celtic can maybe exploit Rangers, so it's just interesting, mate, I, I love football, and uh, it gives me the opportunity to, to watch more of it.
1: Brilliant. Well, time to tackle as well, talk to us a bit about, it. what kind of made you come up with that, and what kind of involves, and how much you are enjoying doing
2: that? I so obviously, you know, I've had... Well-documented issues with my mental health, you know, pretty much my full adult life. Spoken about it, you know, continually, uh, the challenges I've had and everything that I've faced. And sort of well-documented, I went into hospital last year uh, after a suicide attempt. Um, ended up spending over a month in hospital. Um, I've obviously played football my full life, been in the juniors now for about nine, nine years or something. Uh, sort of been all over the place, a little bit of a medal going after. And, uh, up at St. Rocks now. Played for East for a wee bit as well. So, I've always known that football was an escape for me. Uh, when I wasn't feeling good, you know, I always went to training. I was always at football. Always gave me a place where I could, I could sort of be myself a wee bit. I could forget about all the worries I, I'd had in life. So, the hospital admission came when I was at Med at the time, and I'd stopped going to training and stuff. I've Just didn't. I, I Felt I love with it a wee bit to be honest. Um I'd had a bad injury and I was out for a year and when I came back, came back went really well and I had another injury and I just got a bit of head loss to be honest. This has happened many times in my career. But obviously with the the mental health stuff it it really took took a grip on me, took a grip in my whole life. Um I ended up suicidal, you know, on the brink. I won't go into too much detail, but uh, eventually spent a month in hospital. Um and when I came out at, you know, a lot's changed in that time. Uh, a lot's changed for me, a lot's changed for my family and the people around me, but I, I said to my wife, Siobhan, on, on coming out of hospital, you know, I wanted to do something for people because I had no real support or there wasn't something that I could go to. You know, you can't go into a football change room and talk about it. Shankers will tell you, you know. Boys will support you and stuff, but you'll also get a fair ribbon for it, you know. You, you get a piss taken right. out you. And whether that's right or wrong, I, I'm not going to judge people for it, but there's also the worry, I've had managers in the past no sign me because they've heard, oh, you know, sometimes he goes through phases where he puts on weight and stuff. And that's all because I'm maybe not feeling good. You know, I'll, I'll train less and stuff. So it definitely impacts my football career and has done. So I wanted to create something that would give people a support, but we wanted to use football to do that. And the best way to do that was to just play fives, pretty much. So we get people together playing five a size, but we don't keep scoring or anything like that. We don't care about your ability. We don't care if you've ever played football before. You know, We want you just to come and play for enjoyment's sake, play with a smile. It's the most beautiful sport in the world and we want you to come and enjoy it. And then after that, we'll get in the room and, and invite you to have the, the chance to chat. And Most people who come will have heard my story. You know, I speak very openly about it. I have done for, for a while now. So they can come and chat to me. I can tell them a bit about my experiences. We can try and help them on the right path. My wife's a nurse in A&E, so she's got a real good medical background that can help as well. So... We're just trying to help people, just trying to give them a wee, a wee escape in life. You know, everyone needs it. There's a, a misconception that we're only interested in people who are suffering with mental health, but the the reality is we all get stressed at times, you know, we all work full time. A lot of us kids, you know, man, I follow my wife constantly, all that sort of stuff, you know, we can be there to help you with that. So it's just an encouraging people to, to come in, access a community, get that camaraderie, create friendships. And at the same time, you can get support doing so. So we launched it in October 2019. Um, started in Glasgow, took a group to Edinburgh. We've got 14 groups coming, some in partnership with clubs and stuff like that. Uh, there's loads, loads happening. We're going to hopefully be all over the country in the next year or so, you know, COVID permitting. But uh, that that's pretty much sums up what we're trying to do.
1: Brilliant. really admire what you're doing. and Keep it up. It's, it's really good to see. Obviously, you're, you're using a negative turn into a positive. So it's really, really good.
0: I'm sure the three of us could help if you were branching out down Ayrshire way. Yeah, definitely. Oh, if
2: anything absolutely. we could help with or get involved with, then we'd be happy to help. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously, something something we're looking at. I was I played a lot of my career in Ayrshire so coming through to United as a kid. Uh, played in the first team there, then obviously Glen Afton of Meadow, Hurlford. So so it's something that what uh, I'm looking at personally. I stay Newton i some fifteen minutes for sure as well. So I it's definitely an area where we want to take it too long term. Brilliant.
1: Right, we've got a few fan questions I just want to ask. I'll start with Wilson. Regan Stevenson's asked a few, so I'll give you the first one. After scoring today, is Saturday the moment Alfredo Morelos breaks his duck against Celtic?
0: Well, Regan, um, I think you might be right, because I think Rangers will score a few goals on Saturday, and I think it's about time, you know, because, as I say, I think Rangers have benefited more than most for the the Lack of crowds in at the games, so I'm gonna. I, I think so, yes, I think it's coming. No, I, I have you... seen that for the last 11 old fun games, I'm not gonna lie, but I think Saturday could be the one.
1: agree. No, do you want to come in, Shankers? on
0: that
3: I, I think the way he plays now compared to a couple of years ago is probably actually gives him even less chance of playing because he, he comes he comes off to the day. Me, I was watching it with Uncle and we all I see his play when he gets the ball, taking it in, laying it off, and uh, he's, he's bringing himself out the game to give like Roof and, and well, it was Hadji or Kent. He's bringing them and he's dragging defenders out of positions, and, and Roof's finding a space in behind. So I think the, the way, he, I don't know if he's been told to, to play a game like this or he's changed it himself, but the way he plays it doesn't suit the, the goal scoring that he was haven't at the left part of the season. I'm not saying he'll no score, but I just think the way he plays now gives him less chance to scoring and that's probably why he's not scored as, as many goals as the past few years. I know he scored the day I but he's going to find himself in goal scoring positions. But I just think he's a wee bit unselfish way he's playing now, which uh, gives him less chance of scoring goals and that's why you're no seeing the return
1: in the numbers that you have done the, the previous years. Aaron, does Morelos put fear in you for a Celtic point of view?
2: Nah, nah. It, it, I'm going to say this and then he's going to score, isn't he? But I think, <laughs> I think Shanker's is spot on, though. I think that's one of the biggest differences in Rangers this year, that they're not relying so heavily on him because he's, whether, as we say, whether it be Gerard has finally drummed into him that you need to create space for others and it's no all about Alfredo, or it's he's maybe done it himself. It's more likely that Gerard sort of said to him because he's still throwing huffs when he's coming off no scoring, but... He's never been a player who strikes fear into me. He's a good player. He's a very good football player. He's a dangerous player. But what he's doing this season is far better for the team as a unit, which is, I think is probably the biggest difference with Rangers. There's lesser reliance on him. It's why you're seeing Roof, you know, scoring as much as he is. It's why you're seeing the fullbacks getting goals in, in the midfield. Our field's really benefit, benefited from it because our field can go and get beyond him when Morelos drops in. So... Mm-hmm. He doesn't strike a huge amount of fear into me, and that's not me just being a Celtic fan trying to take the mick out of him. I just think he's a decent striker, but, you know, I'm more worried about Aribo. for example. I think he's a better player. I think he's more dangerous. I think Kent's probably more dangerous, as we've seen in these games. They play, Their players and their movement worry me more than the Lost does.
1: Wilson, Regan's asked a couple more questions. We'll give Regan a shout out as well. Check out he's only as good as your last game podcast, and you'll have a future appearance from me on it. But he's done some really good ones with Tam Cowan, Gordon Duncan. He's done a couple of good podcasts to give him. We shout out to Regan. will post a link in the description to to check out his podcast. We asked another couple of questions, though. Surely, after another great performance today from Sorrow and Turnbull, they will start in Saturday ahead of Brown.
0: Well, we t- we touched on it at the we start. But, you know, Aaron gave us like an in-depth analysis on it at the start. <laughs> but as I say, I I, ju- I just can't see it. It would be it it'll be Brown um, for me. I, I think Sorrow could have scored a hat trick today, and I still don't think he would play in front of Brown on Saturday.
2: We might go Sorrow and Brown. We might see a curveball. <laughs>
0: oh, and go four two three one? Aye. Then McGregor doesn't play, does he?
2: No, I mean be Brown and McGregor, I think, and then take Tumble out. I just can't see. I would play McGregor all day long. I would, I would, I would
0: drop Christie.
2: Do you know the thing? I know we're going off track here slightly. McGregor in the last three games has looked so much better again because he's got that weight off his shoulders of having to carry Brown. And I know that sounds harsh, but he's no having to over cover Brown. He knows that Sorrell has the legs to get across and cover. And it's just given him that wee bit more freedom. So I think if you bring Brown back in, you change that whole dynamic. And you see McGregor regress. You see Christie regress. Turnbull doesn't get the ball as often because Brown doesn't play it forward to him. So if he brings Brown in, he deserves everything he gets if Celtic will lose the game. Mm-hmm.
1: Wilson, I'll bring you all in. And this. this is the last question for you again. We'll move on to a couple more. The goalkeeper dilemma for Celtic. Who starts for Celtic Saturday. Barkas or Hazard, what would, would like your thoughts? I'll give that to Aaron first of all. What do you think? Obviously, Barkas came in today. I was puzzled when I heard Barkas was playing. Does that suggest he's playing on Saturday?
2: I think so. I think that's, car, that's his cards on the table now to say Barcast will play on Saturday, which see if he's not... Like, Hazard wasn't great in the cup final, but made two penalty saves, got a lift, and then keeps clean sheets after that. So at what point has he decided that Barkas is now the one? And know, by, what it might be that he brings Hazard back in, and in which case you're asking the question again, why take him out today? It makes no sense. So Barkas has got to be the goalie for Saturday now, which I think is probably harsh on Hazard based on the fact he's kept a couple of clean sheets in a row. And if Barkas was the goalie for this game, why is he not played against Ross County and Hamilton Ackies? The whole thing doesn't make sense. It feels a bit like Lennon's got a tumbler with three names in it and he just spins it and see who can do it. Well, Shinjin, that's far
1: away for the for the truth though, because that's what it seems like.
0: And again, as I say, Neil Lennon knows more about football than me slightly. Um, but I, I think Scott Baines <laughs> to be honest. As I, as I say, and, and that and that's why I said in my prediction that I think there's goals in it, because if if a young boy Hazard plays, Baines will be shooting for the halfway line. Uh, and if Barcast players will be shooting for the rain box. <laughs> uh, so as I say, I, I think Scott Baines the only one that can possibly deal with it. You know the intensity of the game is is such short, short. Maybe he'll play. Maybe I'll just playing Hazard then Barkas then Bane, back to Hazard Barkas <laughs> in, in Ben's um, so Bain, Bane's
3: played in a game like these games before. He had a they probably once out at the game at Ibrooks with a couple outstanding yeah. saves. I think they'd probably just maybe try to justify uh, Barkas's price tag by playing him in a game like this, or just maybe no trusting. You no, know, there's an old saying that. About young boys in a big game like this and he's maybe just thought, I know he's 22 but it's still relatively young for a goalkeeper to be playing, maybe it's just that old, that old one, Ken, a young boy and, a, and an old firm.
0: And I, I was just going to touch on that point um, when um, Aaron was talking about he's doing his analysis on players and things Aaron, would you be able to invite Nicky Hammond onto your show to look at players? So is nothing short of absolutely Maybe help him on his way. We could make Celtic, could maybe sign John McGinn or somebody decent, you know.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> Alan Barcas and Frimpong and all he's is that the direct, or... director of football.
2: Uh, he's a, what a head of football, head operations. of recruitment, I think. He's the recruitment yeah. guy, but
1: Aye, see dude, that's just an interesting one. You brought up something interesting there. See, like, did you do them at the start of the season? What, what was your can I, did you kind of read into Barcas before he signed
2: that? I didn't do it personally, but the the. The guys did, uh, and pretty much spot on with everything they said. Not a great shot stopper. Um, highlighted issues there. Good at coming for crosses, so you'll notice with Barkas he is good. He's got good handling. Not good at shot stopping, which we've seen. You know he's gave away goals. I think Milan. He's got popadom- He's probably got popedom risk, but uh, but good at one on ones, and I've seen that today. Nicky Clark goes through one on one. He comes at close angle, does well. So, I mean, he's a Greek international. He's not as bad as people will, will have you believe. But he's also, he's no Fraser Foster. And I think that's... I think that's the problem, though. Giving I think context to it, that's I the problem. People are looking at... Fraser Foster probably won us the league and the League Cup last yeah. year. But I, I can't remember a goalkeeper being that good all season. Even the Europa League. I mean, some of the saves against Lazio last year. The the League Cup final, I've never seen a goalkeeper performance at that quality. Aye, that, that
3: one,
2: a single-handedly one to the League Cup. So, so like, Barca yeah. has come in. 5 really quid. And people are trying to compare him to what we've seen last year. So he was always doomed to fail. Now, he's not been as bad as as some people have, you believe. I don't think he should ever have been taken out. If there's one thing about a goalie, is you let them play through it. If there's a wee bit of a sticky spell, you let them play their way out it. I don't know a successful football team who's used three goalies in a season, put it that way. Aaron,
0: this, this, and this goes back to my point. And as I say, I've criticised Neil Lennon on this show most weeks. Poor guy. But why, why is Fraser Foster not there? That that's he's he's performed at those high levels as you say in Europa League, League Cup, and and in the league. Why is he not there?
2: Tried to loan him again, didn't they? So the story goes that Celtic tried to do another loan deal in Fraser Foster. Fraser Foster's at an age where he's wanting a four-year contract to go and see the, the probably the remainder of his career. And Fraser he's wanted a permanent. One and a half
0: million. They signed Barcass, or could they not have paid Fraser Foster that?
2: I, I don't I don't disagree. I I, I agree one hundred percent with you, but I mean that's the story and, that, and that's it. He's decided I don't want to come up on loan again. But there's, there's I, a point. I, I, and, and to touch on that, you know, every week we are going at the Celtic recruitment and it's mainly around this goalkeeper situation. Celtic scouted Barkas for two seasons. Yeah. See see if he was the answer, then who who signed off? Who ticked the box to say we want to pay five million quid for him? Oh, if it was Hammond
1: Here's another point. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm just I'm just looking there. Ivan Toney's playing for Brentford. Now, the past few weeks, we've heard the rumours about Ivan Tony was offered to Celtic for six and a half million. For six and a half getting... million, what would, do you know what I mean? Five million for a Yeti. Like, would you rather have put the six and a half million into Ivan Toney, who's now scoring every week for Brentford? or
2: You would now. But I want to add context to that and say, Ivan Tony was a League One player. So if they'd have spent six and a half million quid on him, people would have criticised him until he done well. So it's very easy to look back retrospectively and say, oh, they should have done that. So I yeah. think, personally, I championed Tony in the summer because I liked what I seen. And I, I thought, well, Gary Hooper came for League One, but Gary Hooper cost two million quid. Wasn't right. he six and a half plus the add-on? John adult. McGinn
0: would have cost two million quid
2: as well. John McGinn thing was a, I'm going to swear. He a
0: disaster.
2: That, that was a, you know, Law and Rod Petrie problem. That, that was the fact that, so didn't want to get them.
1: we'll move on we've got a few more questions
2: uh, Shankers I want
1: to ask you this as well this is for Rab Hume. is there anything in place in case the season has to end early or can't be finished do we think there is?
2: no sorry
1: no. <laughs>
3: like, I've
0: heard they've just awarded to last year's winners nah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: wouldn't it surprise me it's based
0: on the winning record over the last nine seasons <laughs>
2: <laughs> that seems fair end the league now <laughs> yeah, you find out the
0: trophies from last absolutely but we're seeing,
2: but we're seeing rising
1: cases if if this does happen they can't they can't do it the same way they did it last season because last season was an utter shambles the way they done it there needs to be a plan in place If they were.
3: The, you like right now when you're asked you think you've got to say surely there's a plan in place like there's the, the season after this date will well, we make this decision or Kind of like if the season was to stop the new, there's too many games to play like for it to be called. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just it, what we have to look at is this isn't going away anytime soon. So it's not as if you go stop it the new and we'll restart it in two months' time because it will all be gone. The, see, by when the league title decided, decided, the chances are this is still going to be here. So it's almost, a, it's not a nice thing I'm saying, but it's almost kind of, deal with it and just kind of get on with players, teams, managers, everything everybody's gonna be affected by this at some point in the season, some more than others. It's just they're they're gonna have to try and stay as much in a bubble as they can because privileged footballers getting paid uh, good money. They, they do it every day. I know it's they can of go to the supermarket or whatever, go to school and pick up their kids because they need to stay in this bubble, but it's just kind of if they want to do, I presume every single one of them wants to play football full time. If they want to do it, they're just going to have to stick to, stick to the, the rules that, that there is in place now. But that's no really answering the question. Thought, but there, I mean, there has to be something in place.
0: I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong this. I thought that the, the reason for last year's ending the season and handing out the trophies was because over three quarters of the games had been completed. So, sh- surely that would stand this season. So, if, if, if the Celtics get to 28 games, then it surely could be awarded the same as last year. I, I thought that was the kind of legislation on it 75% of games played. So, you
3: can say you get to that point and it does happen. I don't I think it'll get played all the way through, but we're talking if it gets to that point, the, the, the same thing has to happen. I'm not shouting for it because it's the worst way to win a league. No player wants to win it like. Under the circumstances, but they couldn't do it one year, no, the other kind of thing.
0: If you don't know, know what yeah. I'm saying, but again, it went it, 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 like. it goes back to And now this, this is what rates on me slightly. And it was the same, I know it's meant to appeal, but uh, said Mirren and Comart losing points. Yeah, yes, the guys are in a bubble, right? Now, I know they've played it's different Christmas because they play so many games. Surely Coman against Motherwell could have happened on a Monday afternoon at three o'clock.
3: I, never seen that, I know. You can play any time in the week. Now, well, they just be- played on a Wednesday at 3 o'clock the day.
0: So. Exactly. There's go- but there's going to be several times in January and February where there's going to be no midweek games. Mm-hmm. So even even my, my biggest concern is, I mean, I, I don't know about to involved in vaccines and things, but see if there is a break. Let's just say, touch with something happens in February and they shut the football down. The longer they carry that on, I think, is a major impact in the the national teams for the Euros again. Oh, anyone, I mean, let's let's just say, for example, there's Christie McGregor that are going to start for Scotland. Are they going to have to cram in fifteen, you know, games in April and May and then go straight to the Euros? It's, it's impossible.
3: Uh, no chance.
0: But, but as I say, I think I mean I, I think if it goes to seventy-five percent, then. As I say, I thought that was the kind of ruling last year, so um, you just have to accept it this year. I think that's why cup competitions were played out and um, get into this season, because you can't just say, right, four semi-finales is a trophy each. I think it was based on the league. It's 75% games played.
1: Mm-hmm. I just hope we can get the season finished. Aidan McLean asks, most important battles in the patch on Saturday? Aaron, I'll come to you with that. Uh,
2: that midfield battle, isn't it? That's where it'll probably <laughs> be won and lost, so It'll be interesting. We've touched on it a few times now. We saw tumble brown the Celtic conundrum. The Rangers midfield looks as though it's going to pick itself. So that's that's probably where it'll be, won and lost, I would say.
1: Well, Final question. I'll give this to Shankers. Who do you think will get relegated this season? We answered this on uh, Saturday, Sunday night, but we'll just clarify again who you had. Uh, who did I say, How about I think, Hamon, I think it was Hamilton. Right? I think Ham- it was
3: Hamilton. I'd have. Yogi will be half Ross County above Colmar. No way. Aye. Hamilton are no scoring goals and conceding goals. You can't be successful when when you're doing that. Uh, Hamilton and Ross County will be a, a kind of
1: toss up. But I'll, I'll say Hamilton's Hamilton's your ticket then. Mm-hmm. And that is us. That's us. Wrap. That's us going to wrap up for for this episode. Thanks very much again to Aaron for coming on. It's been a pleasure to have you the past two episodes.
2: Thanks, guys. Enjoyed it.
1: Brilliant. Shankers Wilson. Pleasure as always.
0: Thanks. Well, Thanks pleasure's mine.
1: My... Brilliant. And we will be back on Sunday with the the review of the Old Firm game, and we'll be keep an eye on social media. I'm sure the the four others will be very involved in the past the next few days till. So please keep an eye on that. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you next week. Cheers.